0: A federal court has struck down a newly drawn congressional map in Alabama for the second time after state lawmakers ignored a ruling from the Supreme Court and refused to create a second black majority district in the state. White voters make up the majority of six out of the seven congressional districts in Alabama, where more than a quarter of the state's population is black. The three-judge panel, two of them who I should note were appointed by former President Trump, wrote in their unanimous decision today that they were, quote, disturbed by the Republican-controlled state legislature's actions. The newly drawn map created one majority black district and boosted the share of black voters in a second district from roughly 30 to 40 percent, but reduced it in another one. Alabama's attorney general says he is going to appeal, and the case could end up full circle at the Supreme Court. Joining me now is Alabama Congressman Terry Sewell. Congressman, thank you so much for being here. Court-appointed experts, I should note, are now going to be the one who are drawing these three proposed maps. That's what they'll then decide on. It's not the state legislature like before. Do you have confidence, though, that they will be able to draw a fair map that accurately represents the state of Alabama?
1: I do. You know, I have to say I was more than just disappointed that the state legislature didn't even try uh, to um, adhere to the Supreme Court's ruling. The Supreme Court was pretty clear. They said draw two majority minority district or something quite close to it. And as you said, it was one district, uh, my district, they took from 55 percent to 50 percent. And then they created another district that was around 39.9 percent. And definitely that's not quite close to it. But you know what, Caitlin? Today was a victory for Black Alabamians, but also for all Alabamians, because what we're fighting for is fairness, right? We want to make sure that, irrespective of your race or your zip code, uh, that every voter has an equal opportunity for their voice to be heard in this democracy. There's nothing more fundamental than that.
0: And the state is now responding with the Attorney General. They're basically trying to escalate the issue up to the Supreme Court. They hope that there is a stay on this decision. Today. How do you expect or how do you hope that justices will respond to that? Because, I mean, obviously, someone like Justice Kavanaugh is going to be a key person to this decision that is going to be made.
1: Well, you know, the um, Supreme Court decision was pretty tight, 5-4. And Kavanaugh was pretty clear in his position as well. I really hope that they will reject the stay immediately so we can continue uh, with the process. I know that it's going it's going to go on concurrently with the drawing of the maps. The special master has until September 25th uh, to come up with three different uh, maps. And, you know, Caitlin, the problem is, it was possible to draw two majority-minority districts. In fact, the Supreme Court had in its uh, evidence by the plaintiff's attorneys 11 maps that showed that there was a way that you could have two majority-minority districts. And so the the blatant um, disregard for the Supreme Court's uh, edict as well as this three-judge panel was just, uh, you know, really unacceptable. And when I think about it, I you know, it's also an insult to those of us who know that they could do better. They could have done better.
0: And we're both from Alabama. We both love Alabama. But this is not just a story about Alabama. It's a national story, really, because we see similar legal battles playing out in other states, half a dozen of them, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. Uh, Do you see this as, as a Republican strategy to hang on to to their razor thin majority in the House or, you know, how high do you see the stakes here?
1: Well, you know, it was Frederick Douglass who said that power can see no- nothing without a struggle. And so this is, this is a real fight going on now because if we can get more uh, congressional seats by fair maps, by fairer maps, that will uh, affect uh, the, the the change in balance in the house uh, you know and the House of Representatives and that's pretty important. But for me, you know when I look at just the bare bone of what this is about, we know that our our state comes has a long storied history in racism and segregation and uh, voter disenfranchisement. but we also come from a state of wonderful people black and white who gathered around and tried to do the right thing. they marched in order to desegregate. They also, um, you know, march irrespective of what happened on that bridge. John Lewis and those marchers marched and defied uh, real, you know, and really helped democracy get to where it is. You know, they say that justice, that the um, the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice, but it, but it doesn't get there by itself. It gets there by courageous people like those plaintiffs that file this lawsuit. Um, And I think incrementally we'll get there, because this is really about political power. African Americans make up 27% of the voting age population in Alabama, and yet we only have one of the seven seats. That's 14% representation. That is not what we need.
0: But what do you make of the fact, given that storied and ugly history of courts having to intervene for voting rights in places like Alabama, that it's 2023 and this is still a fight that you're having?
1: Yeah, but you know, as John Lewis said, you can never give up and never give in. We know that the pendulum swings right to left, that um, progress is elusive, and that every generation has to fight to hold on to the progress that we've made and to try to extend it. And so I see this as a further step towards progress in our state. If Alabama can have two districts uh, where African-American voters in Alabama have the opportunity to choose a candidate of their choosing, that to me is progress. And I know that it will affect not only Alabama, but we're waiting on Louisiana and Georgia, and it will have a ripple effect. And not just in congressional seats, because what this uh, case says is that the Voting Rights Act of 1965 is alive, well, and enforceable, section two. And so section two is about voter dilution. So even in Jefferson County, where we have five commission seats, um, I think that you'll see a lawsuit to try to see whether or not that violates the VRA uh, Section Two because there's so many African American voters in that mm-hmm. county. It has a big effect all around. And you know, I know that uh, John had some incomplete business before he left this great earth, and but he left us a wonderful roadmap. He and those foot soldiers, and what they said is that we have to be bold enough. Uh, encouraged enough to do the right thing no matter what and to get into some good trouble. And frankly, Caitlin, we're in some good trouble right now. And I'm really hoping that the, um, the Supreme Court will um, quickly, um, uh, you know, overturn the stay, this motion for a stay. And so that we can get on with the business of creating two majority minority districts in our home state of
0: Alabama. Congressman Terry Sewell, thank you for your time tonight and for joining me.